What an episode we have in store for you guys. About an hour and a half of solid football conversation. CJ and Zach both coming in, and we got to end it all. We talked the top ten, kind of gave a little little Reader's Digest on how we felt about each team by sell action there. Got into some over-under win totals as well uh, for a bunch of squads. Big 12 flavor there with Baylor. A little bit of uh, TCU on the back end. Going to unveil our Big 12 stadium atmosphere rankings. Uh, number 10 no will be no surprise to you, uh, but we do come up with number 9 today as well for you gonna be a fun one we also talk some 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 belt get a little love there and cj gives us um, some of his expert analysis on liberty oh yeah and uh we talk lane train and and the and pepper to gumbo with the tigers so gonna be a lot of fun we hope you enjoy us um and we hope you join us for more uh, porch talk and uh now you guys know what to do if it's in the morning grab that coffee fill style if it's in the evening grab the drink and come on back because we're talking all things college football here on the porch. Let's go. Ah, we're back. You hear the ch- the crickets chirping. It's August. It's a hot one today. But honestly, right now, boys, it's a crisp uh, 70, man. I mean, I think we could go and uh, I think a football game feels about right right now. I I can't wait for football, man. I'm I'm geeked up. I'm geared up. NFL preseason's kicking off. I'm just I'm I'm geeked, man. Let's get to college football. Let's do it, baby. Preseason football. Preseason football is something I've always not understood why I love it so much. But then it comes around, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember because I've gone months (laughs) without football. (laughs) Dude, you could put you could put like paper table football on TV. I'd watch. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Hey, get the uh. The, the magnetic football that was that was a hit i don't know zach i don't know if you're old enough to have played with that uh i've played with the old handheld mr football game but not magnetic football oh, i dude. mean you couldn't get that damn thing to work to save your life you hey. it up to run a post and the damn thing just vibrated all over god i will tell you this <laughs> i loved it my dad i had the old set my dad had when i was a little kid it was pretty badass but kids nowadays they're never gonna they're going to have no idea. And you know what, guys? I know preseason football, whatever. I'm still watching more baseball than I'm watching preseason football, okay? Till the games start. Uh, till they start. Now, no reason not to watch it, but let's, let's hold back the enthusiasm a little bit on the preseason pick skin. I mean, it's, it is nice it's something. When, when a it's, quarterback. Yeah, but when a quarterback plays two series. Hey, I'm still watching some baseball, man. It's pin rate baseball. Sorry, CJ, that your Yankees couldn't close it out in the cornfield last night. <laughs> Field of sniffing. nightmares. At least I'm sniffing the playoffs. Hey, Alex. come on, man. That's not even yeah. fair to compare economic economic situations like that. All right, so let's not even <laughs> let's not even go there, my friend. The poverty hey. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Hey, enough. Banish to the corner, CJ. No, but let's uh. <laughs> now I will say this month is great though to talk football and to to know that it's coming the counter on the way but i mean in terms of taking anything out of it absolutely not no way in hell can you sit there and really glean anything that matters now i mean are you trying to tell me that dwayne haskins isn't the future of pittsburgh Steeler football i mean you think he is and if that's the case then you're in trouble (laughs) i don't think that but a man can dream 
Well, but I think preseason is good too, though. I mean, if you're if you're a Chicago Bears fan, I mean, you're excited to see Justin Fields play for you know a, a full quarter. I mean, yeah, so I think I think there's some I think there's some in it. You know, for me, it's 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 football. It's back. Let's get into it. Yeah, the quality, especially late, may not be good, but I mean. Let uh, I I'm I'm geeked. Let's go, man. Quality I'm, quality early. Like I've got Garrett Gilbert starting the games for the Cowboys in that Hall of Fame game. I mean, don't talk about quality. But hey, I I, mean, okay, I, yeah, that that might be true. But I mean, let's be realistic. Like it, it, Dak's coming off an injury. Are you really going to put him in there? Heck, no, you're not. I mean, well, that's no, a hundred million they, dollar man. Screw that. And you know what? They had another MRI with him actually as well, preventative. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, none of the starters really play any time. Hell, Aaron Rodgers is going to play absolutely none. Do you think he needs it? No. So, are you going to sit there and watch the Packers preseason game then? As a result, hell no. Yeah, because I I do because I want to know if Jordan Love can play because uh, I don't think the kid can. You don't give does it matter Aaron to you Jordan this year. Love can play. It doesn't matter to you this year. That's why college football is the best because on September fourth, when the games start, or August twenty eighth, actually, when Nebraska and Illinois play, it matters. And there's no preseason bullshit. That's why it's better than the NFL on that, too. Well, true. But, you know, I mean, by your argument, does the Pirates-Cubs game in August matter when neither team's going to make the playoffs? No, but I'm still going to watch. See, there's there you go. There's the point. I'd just like to jump in here, Blaine, and tell you to <laughs> uh, put some respect on the name of the one and only Alliance, American Alliance football MVP, Garrett Gilbert. Put some respect on that man's name. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Hey, he couldn't hey, he was the first in the line. He was great. That might be the first that might be the first time that sentence has ever been uttered in human history. (laughs) And it'll be the last. (laughs) Yeah. It'll definitely be the last. That's for sure. Hey, he did look pretty good though in that preseason game. Yeah, Steelers backups aren't quite uh, aren't quite the best. I can speak from complete intense knowledge of it, intimate knowledge of that, but you know, no TJ Watt, no Mika Fitzpatrick. Eh, not that bad. Yeah, it's and like you said, it's it's preseason for a reason. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> kind of wanted to uh, not necessarily the route we were we were expecting to jump off at <laughs> to start with all this preseason football talk. So let's let's get into some football conversation here real quick. P top twenty five finally came out. Kind of a special day every year. Maybe means a little less now because it's a little less involved with how the uh, playoff you know, rankings are, are started, but it still means something. A little uh, rapid fire, kind of buy, sell, going down the, the AP top 25 here. Yeah, I didn't catch this, but whatever. Does it really fucking matter? No. It's a poll, and we want to listen to it, and we want to hear about it. So, obviously, Preseason number polls one, Don't matter. Never have mattered. Never will matter. Hey, but you know what, though, Zach? Here, here's the thing, though, about that. They do matter because they start the narrative and the conversation for the season. And if you are ranked high enough in those polls and you get a big win or two, the narrative on you being really good continues to be that way, even if you're maybe not as good. Fair enough. I mean, how many times did you see a team come from way out the pole to make something happen? Maybe a couple times Auburn comes to mind. Maybe Oklahoma back in the uh, when Josh Heifel was quarterback. Doesn't happen all that often. you got to be in that top 10 to 15 preseason to really make a move. And typically, those are the best teams anyway. But it doesn't happen all that often. Yeah, you're right. I'll go. I'll go with that. I'm just saying. Just saying. Things change. Hey, all this, all this hype and everything, not always justified. But you're right. A lot of the times, relatively accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and, 
I tend to agree with that. I've always kind of been one that I, I think the the poll should wait. I think it should be two, three, four weeks in before you really get a poll ranking. Because you ultimately, I mean, the last decade we've known it's going to be Alabama number one. But you, if, if you're a team that's not in this thing and, you know, have a really good year, I mean, you're fighting behind the eight ball to begin it instead of – because the AP voters don't want to change. Like, I mean, we saw last year, yeah, were there times Clemson looked like the number one team in the country? Yeah, but there were weeks they didn't, and they were too stubborn to change it because, well, they've been number one and nobody's beat them. Yep. Same, same thing with Florida State there a few years back. It's just, you know, it, it, it happens. until you're If you're the champ and you're ranked number one until you lose, they want to continue to put you there, even if you may not look like the number one team in the country. Um so starting off, Bama, I don't think anybody has any quarrels with it. But I will say, you know, to expect to always be able to replace the quarterback, they've had some down years here and there. I could see them maybe not being as dominant. Hey, yeah, Bryce, but it's Alabama. Money talks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's Alabama at this point. I mean, it's pretty much just reload and go. Um, I, I don't see like they're – I mean, at this point, everything they've done leaves you to not doubt them. So I, I – them being number one doesn't shock me. Hey, and Zach, you said 820 G's worth of uh, Bryce making the money talk, right? Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say we'll see if he's worth it, but I, I'd find it hard-pressed to believe that he probably won't be. Right. I mean, I, let, let's just say this. I, I don't believe that they are going to be the team that wins the national championship this year. Oh. Could, could be wrong, but I think Sark is another – Kind Whoa! Of I'll, I'll go ahead and go out on a limb. Um, Whoa! Number two, Clemson. I mean, I don't think there's any quarrels about that, right? You can ask the same no. question, but at least we've seen DJ do it. So, and they don't play in the SEC, so that kind of eliminates a lot of the potential pitfalls that you know Bam is obviously going to have. Well, I don't know. Clemson's Achilles heel the last couple of years has been Syracuse for some odd reason. Like, yeah, they've gotten beat. You by and that Syracuse love, CJ. Well, orange it's not orange, you know what? Love. You come here with that every August. And well, every, no, no, no. I, your boy Dino needs to step it up this year. Well, he don't does, talk about I mean, Syracuse after last season. Is all I'm saying. Well, no, but I mean, if you go back and look, I mean, they, you know, went up there, shouldn't have lost to them, and did. Yeah, they've, they've. I don't know if it's. They end up with maybe it's just where it falls on the schedule. That game gets overlooked or not. Um, you know, I'm with you. I don't think Clemson is going to have nearly as many pitfalls due to the conference, but be careful because there may be one or two games on their schedule that, with maybe a little more inexperience than Dabo's had the last couple of years, maybe somebody gets them on an off night. Okay. Zach, you got any reason to doubt him? No. Nope. Are you rub- rubber stamping him? We just well, I'm rubber stamping. We we discussed <laughs> we discussed DJ the other night. I'm pretty I'm pretty adamant about his yep. his uh, upside. So I'd I'd say kind of similar I'm, situation. To Alabama Dabo I'll, reloads and I'll pencil him in for the top of the conference. Yeah, I know they reload, but you're also not only replacing Trevor Lawrence, but Travis Etienne was an all do it guy for them. For that, sure. that, that 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 those are big cleats to fill. But I, you're also I, not playing the SEC talent. Yep. That's big. That I think I'm so more, wide. I'm True. way. I, that's why we need to get in it. Um, but way more, way more Facts. ready to rubber stamp Clemson as as a playoff team than Alabama, just due to the ACC versus the SEC. Um, the third team in in the preseason, 
Oklahoma. Um, I think they're a national championship good this year. Do you guys have any kind of quarrels on that? I mean, I'd love to say that we got a chance against them on the 2026, 20, but I really don't, man. I think Rattler and those guys, they're going to be so good this year. Um, can they beat Kansas State? Where's it at? <laughs> well, it hasn't mattered the last two years. They lost in Manhattan and then in Norman. Norman. Facts. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, I like Oklahoma. I think they're a national championship caliber team. But can they go – can they run the table? Because that's exactly what they're going to have to do, which means they can't have one of those pitfall games that Lincoln Riley tends to have. I mean, their non-conference is pretty easy, even if Nebraska brings out those crazy-looking mascot uniforms against them. I don't know if you guys seen those yet. Whew. Uh, very, very peculiar for Nebraska trying to re-channel channel those black shirts days and they're going to wear those uniforms. Um, but, man, I like that schedule. They do have to go to Manhattan, uh, and then they go to Stillwater. But those are their tough trips. The rest of their games against good teams in the Big 12 are at home or the, the Cotton Bowl in Texas um, this year. Love them. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say that you're probably right on point with that. I mean, they bring back so much firepower. Their defense, you know, as problematic as it's been in past years, it's gotten more and more yep. Yep. formidable. formidable. Um, you think about the weapons mm-hmm. they bring back on offense. Mm-hmm. Rattler, of course. You got Kennedy Brooks coming back. You got Mims, a receiver. Weiss, a receiver. Hazelwood top-end guy who's probably going to make an impact. They did lose Charleston Rambo, one of the all-time yeah. college football names. That is an uh, all-timer. But they they should be you know, with anybody on offense. I will say this, that one thing that does concern me for them is that offensive line. They only are returning two starters off it. Could be a little interesting. They do have great running backs. So, Eric Gray, the Tennessee transfer, Kennedy Brooks. So, mm. they've got talent there. But the defense, man, I think that's where they're going to be much better. I mean, they only yeah. allowed about 21 points a game last year. They were – you know, in the top 30 nationally in scoring defense. They were ninth in the nation in rush, rushing defense, only allowing 105 yards per game. They were they were a very good defense, and they returned a lot of that front seven, and they got a couple starters back um, in the back in the secondary as well. And, Nick, you know, Nick Bonanito there, the the, uh, the junior linebacker there, pretty good. And, and Perry A. Whitney is, is definitely a stud as well. So, love the Sooners this year. Um Number four, though, guys, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I feel like we're all going to maybe have something to say about this. The Ohio State Buckeyes. I get why they're now we're four. Silent. <laughs> I, I, I get why they're four. Um, I don't know, maybe a little too much love there. I mean, Justin Fields was a huge part of their success last way, year. Way, way too and much. Trey Sermon. Okay. Well, well, but I mean, you think about it. I mean, like I said, I can understand why they're there. And I mean, who else in the Big Big Ten is going to be a threat to them? I mean, who knows? Northwestern, your boys down there. Yeah, I mean, Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, they they could be interesting. I I think we all know what Michigan is at this point. Um, Do we? I mean, who knows? Yeah, they're they're an 8-9 win football team, but that's it. But is this the year that uh, this could Harbaugh be the year? Gets one. That's no. what I'm saying, Zach. Wake up the echoes. It could happen. No, I mean Ohio State hey, doesn't have a proven quarterback, now. man. I, 
dude, I don't care. The only way Michigan wins that game is if Ohio State forgets to actually show up at the stadium. They're replacing a lot, man. I don't know. I'm not saying they're not going to be good. They reload just like the other teams we've already mentioned, but this could be the year for Michigan to finally pull it off. I don't know. I, that's yeah, kind of what I, I'm thinking. No, sorry. I, I just yeah, – I, Hey, yeah, I want to play this game with you real quick now because let's go through Ohio State schedule. And and, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where the potential games that we think we they could lose. Or do you think they're just infallible, man? At Minnesota, night one, they could lose that game. Row that boat. Row that boat. You know what? Scotty I heard row that boat Scotty last Ma. year, and hey. they they were not as as okay as as good as I think some people thought they would. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes when you when you become the hunted, it it changes teams. And Ohio State's used to being hunted. All right, but opening week with a new quarterback situation, I think that's rocky. Oregon right. in week two. Oregon, they think could be good. Anthony Brown, the BC transfer out there. I'm not sold, sold on Oregon. They could definitely beat Ohio State figuring out the quarterback position. And also, Ohio State only has four returning starters on defense. Like, them being fourth in the country makes no damn sense to me at all. They could lose to Indiana October 23rd. They got to go at Michigan there. I don't think Ohio State's what they always, quote-unquote, have been. Just because the name on the front and they've got the Buckeye stickers on the helmet, that makes them fourth in the country. Damn right. Yeah, but let's let's let but let's be honest. Ryan Day is one hell of a coach, and he has proven. Hold that. on, CJ. Let's no. How has he proven that? He's one with Urban's dudes. It, I mean, let's yeah, be, but let's you, be honest. Yeah, but you still got You still got to coach him. He's up. won you for two years. Coach him up. And, coach him, okay, I mean, all he's okay, done is but, had to roll the ball out there. Okay, but let's be completely honest. Did he outcoach Dabo Sweeney? I think Justin yeah, Fields outplayed Trevor Lawrence. Uh, a lot of that's game plan and preparation. Let's not kid ourselves. And then old boy, and then old boy has to leave due to huge, I, I, huge. I, that, and that, and that's a huge call. But I mean, Ryan Day had a very good game plan going into that game, and it was flat out: we are going to take shots. We don't think they can cover us, and that's exactly what he did. And you got to give him credit because they didn't come off. He never came off that game plan. I mean, CJ and and Dabo uh, did not make the adjustments necessary, and Ryan Day just kept tinkering with him. I think, and I, I honestly believe that Lee Corso could coach Ohio State the last two years to a 23 and two record. So not so fast, Blaine. Hey, hey I'm just saying. Um, we're gonna we're probably gonna only do the top five here, so we can get <laughs> to some other. We'll maybe go a little more rapid fire for the Georgia. Yeah, understandable. I like yeah, JT Daniels. Fair. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, it's fair. I, um, okay, I will say something about JT Daniels. What has he done to this point in his career to garner so much preseason Heisman hype? Can anybody explain that to me, please? I thought he looked pretty good at the end of last season. But Heisman worthy? Maybe it's just, just the preseason hype. Obviously, understand that happens. Top five team, I get it. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm not sold. He's no, getting not to that extent. It, 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 it's because of the conference. I mean, let's be realistic. That's fair. Because I I don't see what everybody else does in that kid. I thought Georgia was much better when the other kid played last That's year. That's a kid. Ooh, I don't uh, know about that, CJ. I'm not sure about that, man. Might be a stretch. Yeah, uh, to me, kind of my just, thing. Yeah. The I, offense me, got much better with him. They took shots down the field, brother. I get I, that, but I still don't see it. Like with JT Daniels, I don't see it. I, I don't see you. that wow it factor that puts. Heisman Trophy race because then what you're saying is he's 
not only one of the better quarterbacks in the country, but one of the better players in the country. And I'm, I, I'm not ready to make that kind of a statement. Let's put it this way, though. Let's say, for example, he has Georgia on the precipice of doing some special things, and he's the quarterback of that team, and he's throwing it around at a 5-1 to one touchdown to interception rate like he did last year, complete close to 60% of his passes. Yeah, JT Daniels is going to be in the Heisman conversation. Alabama, it doesn't matter. Oh, so if they lose Alabama in the SEC championship game, he can't go to New York City? We've we've seen late season losses cost people. It cost Peyton Manning against Florida. They lost. It's not saying that he doesn't win the doesn't win the Heisman, but he could still go to New York. I think if they even do that again, up, who knows? Might be well, a COVID could, variant up there right, by then. You're right. He may end up in there, but you lose that game, and I have a feeling that costs you. I want to write these down, and because I owe you from that that Woodford bet for Marshall last year, but I want to get some of these on record with you, CJ. Yeah, yeah, you do. Go UAB. Uh, <laughs> Go Dragons. Blazers, by the way, Zach, excuse you. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. but How um, embarrassing <laughs> for me. All right. All right. So embarrassing. Um, Texas A&M is sixth. And I, it's because it's of Jimbo. Ranking, man. They're overrated. Yeah, but that defense is good. But, I mean, you don't have a quarterback, and you're going to put Texas A&M sixth? Not a chance. Conference. Again, Conference. Right? Conference gonna, head coach. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep, there. That, Jimbo. that, to me, is – yeah, that's too high. I'm selling yeah. them. Um, I agree. Notre Dame at seven. We talked about this the other day. You're not as you're not as high on them. A lot of the reason is because Ian Book is no longer there. What else? What else are we looking at with Notre Dame here? I mean, you got Jack Cohn coming in at quarterback. Uh, Wisconsin's own Jack Cohn. Yep, coming in there now to play for the Irish. I I, I look at it and say, man, Notre Dame's. Brian Kelly's kind of built something there, man. I think they're going to be probably pretty good. The <coughs> schedule's not crazy, crazy. Uh, not a I mean, fan. I'm, not a well, fan. I mean, does does you cannot be a fan of it, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I, 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 at this point, it's, <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like Notre Dame gets love because of who their name is and who they used to be. I mean, their fan base is kind of like the Cowboys. Okay, here's the reality. You want to see the last time you won anything important? You need a VCR. Hey, you keep the Cowboys out of this, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the last, the last two times that Notre Dame was on the big stage, right? They got absolutely hey, You know what, though? They are the best team in college football both years when they when that happened to them. Yeah, but the game they are in the other semifinals. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. If they're in the other semifinal games, they probably just have it happen to them, but they won the other semifinal game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but you don't even show up. I mean, hell, the one year they played for the national title against Alabama. They didn't get Joe Burrow, at least. One of your dudes was in New York, was considered a Heisman Trophy finalist in Monte Teo, and your defense got absolutely obliterated. Yeah. Man makes a point. That's very true. Very true. I I mean, Monte Teo was his was his, in that game much as his girlfriend at the time was. <laughs> I don't even have to do that, man. I appreciate that now. Um, that's, it's so, that's so true, though. CJ, you just you just didn't want to be the best uh, independent team again this year with Liberty. That's why hey, you're, I'm, hey, I'm you're just saying they the might Irish. not be in the preseason poll, but they got votes. That's all that mattered. They they got did, Lib- Liberty they has the deserve. true Heisman candidate. That's yep. right. Let's talk about yeah. So let's talk about my boy Malik being in New York. Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, the next team here, I don't think Notre Dame is going to do it. Man, that's the schedule's tough, by the way. I mean, you got Wisconsin and Chicago in September. You got a game at Florida State, Purdue. Toledo's no pushover in the MAC. Cincinnati is at home. They got to go to Blacksburg. You line with Sam Howe, the Navy game. And then it gets a little easier at Virginia, at Stanford, Georgia Tech. But, I mean, that's a schedule. So, you know what? I'm going to take back what I said about Notre Dame being good this year. Um, mm. They're going to be they're going to be okay-ish, but they're not going to be on that that top ten level for sure um, with that schedule. That's that's a murderer's row. Number eight here, Iowa State. The clones. You buying or selling the clones? Buy. Buy. Absolutely. Buy. Hundred percent agree. Buy. I think they finish higher than number eight. Um, and we'll get into a lot of reasons why we like the clones and that, uh, later that, on as we kind of break down some Big Twelve quarterbacks. But yeah, Zach, what you got? Let me let me chime in here. I don't. I truly don't believe this is any kind of conference bias on our part. Obviously, we're we're on kind of the same page here as far as that's concerned. But I truly believe that Iowa State's really primed for a hell of a season. Oh, I mean, you just think about Brees Hall and and and, and Brock Purdy, and that's so, really all. Yet, and and then the number of dudes they have on defense as well. Yeah. That are pretty good players. So and, many guys with experience on the front side of that defensive depth chart. I mean, Jesus Christ. They are loaded. I will Two say of the this, best though. tight ends in the country. Yep, and Kohler. Kohler, Chase Allen. Yeah. Now, here is one thing to say on, on behalf of maybe Iowa State being too high at eight. Do, you, do we kind of take into account, though, that even as good as they've been, three last year was their best year. They won, you know, they won seven games the year before that, eight games, eight games. So they haven't exploded, exploded, although last year was a sensational season. So, a little bit of that narrative is kind of knocked off um, now. But, I mean, you think about that defense, man. They returned nine starters back there. You've got Ellsworth and Rose. I mean, those two guys, they're, they're special players. And I think Iowa State is the one team that can give Oklahoma a ball game um, this yeah, season. And- they might play twice in the last three weeks. Yeah, and I'll, I, and I'll say That doesn't this. help playoff either, though, you know. Yeah, and I will say this for for Iowa State because you are right. Last year, nine and three, but last year was really kind of the first year with a lot of expectation for them. Um, you know, and like I said, sometimes when you're when you're when you're hunting down the prey, when you haven't really had that success and nobody really counts on you, it's really easy to be that. Last year, a lot of hype, a lot of publicity, a lot of being talked about. I think for Matt Campbell, this is an opportunity he can look at his team and go, guys. We had this opportunity last year, and we weren't ready. Now let's learn off of the lessons from last year, and let's go get it done. So it's another year of being talked about, a little easier for the kids to kind of understand the pressure that comes with it, and he gets an opportunity to really coach through it. And he's probably one of the best coaches in the country that doesn't get, the real, that doesn't get talked about enough. It, I mean, as much as he has gotten more notoriety about in the past couple of years, he, he deserves more. Yeah. Yeah. It's no question. No question. And, and let's um, let's run through that schedule real quick too, because we've been oh, talking about the schedules a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you got Northern Iowa now. The Iowa game, um, dub, that's a tough one. But Iowa is, is definitely going to be an improved team, and they won six in a row to end last year. People are kind of liking them, although I do love the fact it's in Ames, and they lost to them um, a couple years ago. A tough one at Iowa, you know. So I, I think they're going to be ready for that one. You got UNLV. You got at Baylor. I like that for them. Kansas by week at Kansas State, Oklahoma State. October 30th, they come to Morgantown. 
I think that's, that's the one. first loss. I agree. That West Virginia might not even have an amazing ama- – we're going to have a really good season, though. But I just view – I view that West Virginia game for Iowa State as the trap. It's in Morgantown. Texas the week Halloween. Before. Yeah. Spooky shit happens. Halloween in town. Oklahoma State the week before. Texas the week following at home. Oklahoma got to get back toward the back end of the year. I just see it being a trap game, especially if Iowa State, you know, could maybe be sitting there potentially seven and zero, possibly. I mean, it wouldn't be wouldn't be out of out of the realm of possibility for them to be seven yeah, likely. Yeah, that that I I tend to be with you. That one could be a trap game, and I love how the fact they get two bye weeks in a row, Kansas, and then a legit bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and, and some people think Baylor's going to be a possibility. Hey, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's some not, pitfalls on Iowa State's schedule. I mean, there's obviously they got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, but I don't know. This team feels like it's it could be really like that. Matt Campbell's got something really special out there in Ames. They do. And then two other teams to wrap up this uh, top ten, I think, got some special things going as well. Um, <laughs> and that's North Carolina at number nine and Cincinnati at ten. Oh wow! Look at that—the two teams you were banging the drum for last year. Yep, and I'll continue <laughs> to bang the drum. I love—I like eight, nine, and ten in this poll a hell of a lot more than I like seven, six, and four. I'll tell you that. Well, I tell you what, Blaine. Since I'm down here now in UNC country, uh, you want to see a game? You just let me know. We'll go. Hey, I'd, I'd like to see Sam Howe fling it around. Sam Howe for Heisman. Yeah, Sam Howe <laughs> for Heisman. <laughs> hey, him and JT Daniels both can go to New York City, CJ. <laughs> I, I tell you this: one of the two have a chance. I don't see both. Eh, maybe, maybe. I think it depends on how things go. So, another couple of uh, speaking of Heisman potential guys, want to get in? We tease a little bit the Big Twelve quarterback rankings preseason. There are probably two Heisman candidates that are quarterback. Uh, I don't think anybody would really scoff at that. Saying Spencer Rattler and Brock Purdy are. One, two, however you want to view them, and they're both Heisman potential guys. I think that's yeah, pretty that's, that's fair, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. Okay. Totally. So now we get into the fun. Who do we think – and I and I have both Athlon and Phil Stills. Who would you say they would put third? CJ, you go first. I'm going to guess that kid from TCU, the Duggan kid. Oh, let's see. I'm going to say, even though I don't agree with it, I'm going to say they put Spencer Sanders. Okay. So, uh, CJ is the correct answer. There no shit. Max Duggan. They have Max Duggan third in both sets. At see, and, and the only reason I said that is because Phil everybody's Phil. so everybody's so high on that kid. I mean, Blaine, you and I talked about him last year this time. You know, just – but I, I – Kind of like JT, there's a lot of stuff that when I watch him play, I don't see where the hype and the love is. Same. Hey, JT can throw a deep ball. Yeah. I mean, now I, will say, I, now I will say this Duggan could probably outrun JT. Fair. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And that's the one thing Duggan has going for me. Like, you look at it, it's like 10 and 4 last year was their leading rusher, wasn't really great as a freshman. Like, I'm not overly impressed by him. Like, to see him third was just wild. And, Zach, I agree with you throwing out, you know, Spencer Sanders as a possibility. But you know who I thought of possibly, if you're really going to think about who's the third quarterback in terms of production 
and what they've done on the field in the Big 12 Conference, wouldn't you have to say Skylar Thompson coming back? See, I would I would agree yeah. with that entirely. He's made of glass. But as far That's as true. production, he what he's glass. done, he's he's number three in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd give him three just for the fact of it's you've got a bunch of sample size with him. Has there been a guy that's played through more injuries in his career in the Big 12 than him? Alan Bowman. Well, <laughs> oh, Alan wait, Bowman just through, oh, Zach. sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, that, but I mean, because every time, it, like every week you go into it, and Skylar Thompson's on the injury list and he finds a way to kind of will himself out there. And if anybody yep. epitomizes what K State football is, it's that kid. That's a Gruden grinder. And he's still yeah. kind of got some of the Snyder, the Snyder mystique from him right was still kind of yeah was still there during the snyder days so like scholars scholars been around man and so i i'm interested in seeing how how that might play out there um they have them sixth and one fifth now in phil Stills, right he put them all tied for fifth west virginia oklahoma state texas and kansas state Boo. yeah now like the Listen to grow, me. Grow, grow a spine and rank. I agree. Grow a, grow a pair. Don't grow a set, Phil. Yeah. He had Texas Tech fourth, though. Ugh. With Tyler Shaw coming in, quarterback transfer from Oregon, he averaged 222 yards a game last year, passing in seven touchdowns in that abbreviated whatever the 12 season they had. Um Okay, but let's also remember the system he's going into. He'll throw for probably close to four bills. I don't know if let's he's going to be that good, we'll but see. they're going to throw it all over the yard. Yeah, we'll see. This this isn't necessarily your your father's Texas Tech team, CJ. Yeah, well, I know, but Matt Wells be behind in so many games. It's going to be like you know, look like last year the NFL's leading pass uh, passer was Deshaun Watson, and they were four and twelve. Because they had to throw the yeah. ball a bunch, and that's how Texas Tech's going to be. They're going to have to throw the ball a ton to stay in games. Hey, yeah. don't forget about Sir Roger Thompson, though. He's going to get some totes. Yeah, Sir Roger will definitely get a little. A oh little yeah, love I mean, there. yeah, I mean, they're going to try and be balanced, but I mean, let's be real. As bad as they're probably going to be, they're 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 going to have to really throw the ball around, especially late in games. And I think that's why you're going to see his numbers jack it's up. Probably true. And I find I it interesting though that Athlon had Texas Tech rated eighth, though. Um, had Kansas 10th, Baylor 9th in both polls. Um, West Virginia was 7th in the Athlon uh, quarterback. Yeah, Kansas State was 6th. WVU was 7th. 5th was Texas for whatever reason. They love this Thompson kid. Um, not really not really sure. It, he, his name is Thompson, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looked good in the bowl game in the second half, but, I mean, what does that really mean? It, it doesn't mean a whole lot. I'm wondering if maybe some of that with Deggy was is, is he didn't play real well at times last year. But I'm wondering how much of the wide receiver drops really kind of maybe affected the way people perceived him. Absolutely. Oh, that's his, 100%. Not only from percep- perception, but his statistics would have been significantly improved if his drops, half of his drops were completions, especially a lot of the ones downfield. It's, oh, yeah, it was a probably, huge detriment to his, oh, it, yeah, to his performance. Probably, yeah, he'd have probably had 1,500 more yards. This guy's, I just find it kind of funny when you think about how good Deggy was at times and, you know, being up there in the PFP rankings from quarterbacks, you know, on the week a lot of times and the amount of drops. 
that he's rated seventh, and yet Casey, the Thompson kid from Texas, who has one great half of football against the Colorado defense that wanted to go home and be with their families for the holidays and didn't want to play in that bowl game, um, especially once Ellinger was, wasn't around anymore, that he is now this this uber stud. I mean, yeah, it was six touchdowns and and twelve of seventeen. It was I mean, that's a hell of a half, but yeah, let's let's slow our rolls here a little bit. And here's another thing that kind of surprises me about that too. A lot of times these rankings oftentimes give a little credit to the guy who's been there a little bit, like Daggy. You mm-hmm. would think that he would get a little more respect than that over a guy like Casey Thompson who isn't you know, a shoe in for the job, it's obviously going to be a competition with the amount of guys they bring in, the kind of recruits they have. But you think a guy like Dave would get at least five, six at worst? No love. No, no love. love for Dave. Now, I'm also wondering if it's partly kind of the quarterback room in, in those rankings. You know, Illingworth for Oklahoma State was pretty highly thought of and won a couple games, whereas, like, we don't have that backup that anybody knows. And, like, Kansas, you know, it. TCU's back up there is a is a transfer, um, a transfer in Chandler Moore. So they've they've got a couple, you know, Texas as well. The quarterback rooms there are a little bit maybe higher higher thought of. But then again, Garrett Green was an elite eleven quarterback, and Goose was, was pretty highly thought of too. So why are we not getting any love when it comes to that? I I was trying to talk myself into giving him some excuse, Zach. But then I started looking at it more, and uh, to hell with it. You're well, right. Typical I'll- bullshit. Yep, bullshit. I, I, I'm with you. I called that too, but I'm wondering if maybe some of it too has to not only do with maybe you look at the head coach too, Steve Sarkeesian now in Texas. You look at what Mac Jones did under him last year, just chucking the ball over the place. I wonder if maybe that plays into a little bit of the thought process with the rankings. That's, I can see that. That's a fair point, CJ. And 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 you're not going to overtake some of the guys that are at the top, obviously. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I yeah. agree with it. I'm just wondering if maybe that plays into the factor a little. Yeah, that's true. But also, let's be real here. Texas doesn't have the same kind of athletes as uh, as Alabama either. So they probably should think about that too when they're making their uh, making their rankings. There. I just thought the quarterback ranks were kind of trash. I wanted to continue up with what we had going on there. So we all kind of think maybe based off merit that uh, Skylar Thompson at Kansas State, number three, who do we put in fourth? Are we rolling Deggy there? Or are we going with um, Spencer Sanders? I'd put Daggy. I I like Sanders coming in, but especially with the receivers he's had the past couple of years, he is underwhelmed significantly. So I would I would put Daggy there. I I go Daggy simply for the fact that I I think his his production's a little better. Plus, the other thing is, is Sanders has missed some time with injury. So to me, durability is a factor for me when you're doing those rankings. Can for sure. Is, is, do I know this kid's going to be week in, week out? You know, Deggy hasn't missed a start since he's been in Morgantown. Didn't miss any in Bowling Green. To me, durability plays. So yeah, Deggy ahead. I totally. I like that. I like that. I I think I'm with you guys on that. Going with Deggy. The only reason that I would even kind of maybe even think about going with Sanders number four is that versatility and that dual threat ability at quarterback. Uh, but I think in the end, you got to go with Deggie because Deggie is very accurate. And I think without us, without Deggie last year, West Virginia doesn't get to where they were. So are you trying to say um, that, are you trying to say that Jared Deggie's not mobile? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, and CJ, you'll remember this when he, when he decided to take the ball, the one time he did on the zone read at the end of the game against Kansas State when this, the game was already out of hand and everyone kind of gave the Bronx cheer in the crowd, 
And then you're like, well, why is he taking it now? We're already up 20 points, you know? <laughs> Don't give up the playbook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Caught the so, whole stadium with hey. the pants down. Yeah, no, no one was ready for that Jared Deggy keep there on the uh, on the zone read. Um, hopefully he'll maybe feel it a little more this year. Maybe we can get Green involved in that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think we're I think we are in agreement there to then put Deggy four uh, roll with Spencer Sanders five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do then then where do we go? Does Duggan slide into six above the the Oregon transfer, or uh, is Casey Thompson our guy? Uh, I don't know enough about Thompson personally. I don't know how much he's really shown. At least Duggan has the track record. Honestly, a lot of what you I, mean, see I don't think Thompson anybody does that. I mean, to be but, fair, yeah, and I, I'm I not sure I'd that go... they they might even like this Hudson Card guy. I would say what CJ said with factoring Sarkeesian in there and what you kind of project out for that position under an offense like that, I'd say that has a lot to do with it. So I could see that. Hey, um, and, and, you know, also you talk about Hudson Card. They love this Hudson Card kid. Um, I mean, a lot of people think he might be able to take the job away from Thompson as well, which is crazy. So, like, they've got him all that high. And then B. John Robinson, they like the, they, I think they like their ability at the quarterback position to have Robinson run the football and make it easier for those guys. So maybe we go with Texas, whoever's the quarterback is there ahead of Duggan. I don't know. I I don't know why people are so high on Duggan. Yeah, I'd probably go, yeah, whoever wins that job there at Texas and then probably Duggan under him. Yeah, I concur. And then then kind of round it out with Texas Tech because we just – you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, snooze fest. You know what, though, that – Zach, it's funny because you talk about that game uh, in Texas Tech and, like, snooze fest. It's like a lot of people snooze on that game. But, man, that might be – we're talking about that tonight. That could end up being the most important game of the football season for the Mountaineers this year, that October 2nd game with Texas Tech at home. If you are if you can come off of a great September, maybe you play against Oklahoma and lose it in a tough one. You don't want to go to 0-2 in the league. You don't want to lose to them a third time if you're Neil Brown. That might be the game of the season to kind of know which way we're going to turn. Let's let's think about this too, though. So you're coming off Oklahoma. Hopefully, you can put up a good fight in Norman. But but you're going to take down more than likely. Let's that, be real. Oh yeah, absolutely. I totally concur. But yeah. that Texas Tech game, homecoming, and you think about what's happened with Texas Tech the past couple of years. You don't think Neil's going to have that game circled. He owes them a little bit, doesn't he? Oh, I mean, the first year, I remember how he came out and literally in the state, Dred Jennings interviewed him as he was running out, you know, from halftime and said, I'm embarrassed by this. We will, this, you deserve better than this. He was sick. We'll give you this. I'm sick. We'll give you something better second half. And then last year to, to lose the way we did in just a uh, heartbreaking fashion, you know, uh, we all know what happened there. Unfortunately for Sam James, what happened happened. And supposedly this kid's really coming on this offseason. So, like, I'm, I'm excited to see that game in particular. You know, I, I was kind of for a while kind of poo-poo in that one compared to a lot of the other games on the schedule. But the more you think about that one, that one could be the monumental game of the season, really. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with that, and I think that it being a home makes it even even better because it's a game that you really just want to lace one up on somebody. Yeah, and and it's yeah that one's and that one's going to carry a lot. Um, 
you know, and I think some of it last year too, um, there at Texas Tech, you got to think maybe, you know, Deggy was up a little too much for that one. Um, yep. He looked really, yep. Yeah, he looked like way too amped up early and then kind of settled in. But you got to think he's really going to have to want to put on a show. He's going to be in his home building knowing, you know, that, you know, they could have a lot riding on that game at that point in the year and wanting to show Texas Tech, hey, I'm this, you know, I might be from Lubbock, but this is my new home and kind of maybe put his stamp and and a stamp for Neil Brown um, is a kind of a, you know, it's crazy to say maybe a signature moment where, you know, if there, if something special is happening. That's kind of the pinnacle of it. Hey, I, you know, CJ, I, I think what's kind of funny about it, you say that, like we talked about last year, the Kansas State game when we won that game being such kind of a, monumental like this is what West Virginia football is going to be about type game right and then TCU sort of the same kind of way the grind of it but like man if you get that one it allows you to do so many other things in the season because then now you're back to even in the you got a road trip out to Baylor it allows you the opportunity to continue to make those games mean something and to have something on the line and to continue that climb right to hopefully get to that trap game like we talked about on Halloween weekend in Morgantown yeah that Texas Tech game is pivotal for that. I mean, it's it's wild, man. You start looking at the schedule and like, while it's gettable, man, there are a lot of games which is like, all right, you this is such an it's such an epic season for Mountaineer football because we think we're going in a direction and it's very easily could go that direction, but yet there's a lot of pitfalls there too. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, there are. You look at that schedule. I mean, you could best. You know, you know, if you do that best worst case scenario. I mean, best case scenario. Looking at that, you uh, could see ten wins. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, we've already we've done this over under game a, a few times. We all know we're big on the Mountaineer over under six and a half. I don't think there's any question about that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hammering that over. Yeah. And it, I mean, and, and now it's moved up to. It's actually moved up to seven now. See, and, and, and here's what really stinks, and I hate to say this. You know me, Blaine, I'm a big DraftKings guy. I can't use it here in North Carolina. It's not legal. Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, you know, the guru himself has that same issue, guys. So we we all know North Carolina, it's you, you got to – you CJ, you're almost going to have to go to like Sequoia National or something and go to like a reservation or something if you're going to do it. Or I may just send you the money and be like, here, put this on there for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, never know, my friend. Um. Say just a friendly reminder guys During all of your football season There's really only one place To get all your information And that's at walliesandwimpysports.com Pick up the, the print edition there At all of your local Parmar stores Throughout the valley Some Exxons, Marathon, Sitco's Anywhere with your neighborhood Parmar star, you can find some Wally's and Wimpy's. Got all the schedules, some insight. Jim and the boys do a great job, and we're excited to partner with Wally's and Wimpy's. So definitely make sure that you're uh, looking for those when you go there and pay your gas. Uh, get your football schedules too. So pick up your Wally's and Wimpy's today. And now back to the porch. But, man, I- I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Um, Excited for that! Excited for that portion of the game, man. I think West Virginia now being up to seven, I still feel good about that. Uh, I still feel good about an over/under Mountaineers winning more than seven games, and that's it's crazy that that is kind of the the watermark for us right now. Um, but you know, kind of want to get into some of these other teams here out 
that kind of over-unders in Vegas, man, because I think that's a good way to kind of look at the season and kind of feel out, you know, sort of what people are expecting to see, you know. And it's, it's very intriguing sometimes and very interesting to kind of look at these. So I kind of want to play that game tonight with you guys. Uh, we all kind of looked at this a little bit and sort of kind of got our our minds right for for this endeavor. So, um, CJ, I'm going to go ahead and start it off with you, and then Zach, you follow up with it, okay? Perfect. This is, now, this is regular season wins um, over under here, and the, these will do not include uh, championship games or bowl games. So you've got to win this in the regular season, okay? That's, that's an important part of this uh, to kind of note. Okay. But you have to do this in the regular season. So the first one that we have here, we're going to kind of keep the Big 12 flavor of the night going here. And we're going to go with Baylor at five and a half. Baylor, five and a half. Do you like that? Do you love that? I'm hammering an under, fellas. What about y'all? Yeah, I, I got to go under. I'm with it. Under, for sure. I'd I mean, say, I would say six games is the absolute stealing for that team. Yeah. I mean, you don't have Brewer anymore. You know, your your defense wasn't very good last year at all. Now, granted, you return a lot of it, but that's tough. You're still trying to build that culture. Yeah, they got Texas State and Texas Southern, but, hey, CJ, I know how much you love Spab. Is that not a spot? I was going to say, man, don't, don't, don't be sleeping on my, the, the fighting Jake Spab at all. Hey, they'll get Texas Southern, they got Kansas, and then, like, the rest of it's Big 12. And I'm just not sure that I I see where Baylor pulls that off. They're, they're a team that pretty much everybody is circling in the conference except for Kansas as a W. It, man, is it not sort of crazy, though, to think that Baylor, what, two years ago was 11-3 and three and playing in a, in a New Year's Day bowl game and competing against Georgia, and now, like, everyone's like, man, we got Baylor's a dub on the schedule. That rule leaves, and they're 2-7, and seven, like last year. Like, that's just me to think how, how easy that can swing. And Grant, they were seven and six the year before that. He kind of got him in a bowl, and he was one and eleven his first year. So it's like, damn, like that can happen so fast. Like Baylor, what a ride that program has been over the last few years. Over the past decade, you think about what happened with Bryles. You know the the heights that they were at in the early two thousand tens. They were flying, man. They were soaring. How they got there down. <laughs> And they come crashing. Yeah, exactly how they got there in the first place. And they come crashing down. Matt Rule resuscitates that that program and then takes off for the NFL. And now they're back in the basement. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Baylor maybe jumping out to like a 3-0 start on the season. But then you look at the rest of the schedule. It, they could legit be 3-0 and to start the year and then not win again. Uh, CJ, I know, dude. I was kind of looking at that, too. Like, kind of scares me that they could get confidence early. And maybe like they're desperate, desperate when WVU comes to town the 9th of October. Like that scares me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, because let's, I mean, Texas State, who knows? I mean, they showed some fight last year, but who knows? That to me could be like one of those kind of toss up games. You should beat, you know, it's Texas not a toss up game, CJ. Baylor, Baylor's beating Texas State. Okay. That and you're probably right on that. I mean, they're going to be heavily favored in that, but I mean, let's also at the same time, this isn't 
this isn't Baylor from Bryce Petty days. Like this is they're not a good football team. No. This isn't Charlie this isn't Charlie Brewer even. No. So, this isn't yeah. Matt Rule. I mean right. I, I, I mean they're they're a bad football team. I mean, them in Kansas are, are W's in the conference. Let's just no call it sugarcoat it. Call it for what it is, yeah. Wild how wild how kind of how that can swing so quickly. How the turntables. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it does fast. So this one here, guys, and I think I know how I'm leaning just because of who their coach is, but I'll go ahead and let y'all get a say, too. How about the Cougs down in Houston at eight and a half? Under. Under. <laughs> I hope, it's, I hope I mean, it's so under that it's a big fat zero. I know that's not going to happen, but, you know, I can dream. I mean, dude, Clayton Toon was pretty solid, but but they were nothing to write home about last year. I mean, they were three and five. Like, on what on what planet now is Houston a nine win football team? Uh, I'm I'm confused, y'all. I mean, they gave up 32 points a game last year in 2020. Yeah, they got some starters back. Nothing changed that much, right? I mean, the schedule is pretty easy though if you look at it. Though that's I mean, let's read off the schedule though. Texas Tech, a chance, right? Yeah. Well, but if you go by if you go by FPI, Texas Tech's actually a sixty six percent favor in that game. Okay, but yeah, uh, right. So let's just say lost, but they have a chance. So let's so say lost. Saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Elbow. Rice game two. That's a win. Yeah. Grambling's a win. Yep. Navy probably a win. At home. Don't sleep. As I say, don't sleep on the midshipmen. Definitely not. Definitely not. But let's go ahead and give them that one. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a triple option. That's an offense you don't see. That that's a tough prep. And let's let's not oversell Dana's ability to prep for stupid shit like that. All right. So let's or let's Dana's go. ability to coach defense at, <laughs> at any level. So do we want to go? So do we want to go two and two then? No, we'll give it to him just for the sake of it. Three okay. and one. All right, three and one. I, I, at- I can't give it to him, but sure. <laughs> at Tulsa, we're going to go loss. Yes. Yeah, if we're going to give them Navy, we're not giving them Tulsa. At Tulane on a six-day comeback. Ooh. They do, they are playing on Friday the week before, so it's not total like chaos, but it's six days. So the wave washes them up. At Tulane, you're going to have to have a – I mean, Tulane's not awful-awful. Are we giving them that one? Yeah, fuck it. Okay, give it to him. Four and two. East Carolina at home. Probably giving him that one. Yeah. Oh, dude. I love that Michael Pratt kid at Tulane, though, by the way, man. I'm not sure I'm giving him that one. I think Tulane beats him Thursday uh-huh. night. Okay, but let's also remember that there's going to be a game in here that Dane is going to be true to form and they find a way to fuck up and lose that they shouldn't have. All right. No doubt. Which is SMU, <laughs> which is SMU at home on Halloween yeah. weekend. That could happen. At South Florida. Oh yeah, Pat White will run all over him. Oh wait, no, he's just coaching. Never mind. At at Temple, a Memphis a Memphis Friday affair. Yeah, that's that's a Memphis game. And then an at Connecticut game. There's your classic Dana fuck up and lose your show. No, dude, Connecticut's so bad. I think he even pulls that off. But no way he wins. No way. No way that Houston gets the nine wins. No. No way. Smashed not a, not a chance, not a chance, absolutely not. Uh, that's an under. That's a pound all day under. 
Um, Sorry, Dana. On the Kings. Well, here's my question on that, just with Houston real quick, and it could be a quick yes or no. Dana get fired at the end of the year? No. Why? I didn't think they. I didn't think eight and four was good enough. Well, when your best <laughs> friend runs Houston, I don't. I don't think you have a whole lot of issue with job security. Tillman Fertitta's his boy. I know, but that's gonna be hard to defend when you fired Major Applewhite for you know back to back eight win seasons. But the air raid. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, in in normal circumstances, why not? But I just. I don't know. That connection is going to be pretty tough for him to Man. get screwed over under. I agree, Zach. And also, I think to think about kind of the the path that it's been there at Houston, right? Like you get the job, you have it for a couple a couple games. You've got this Derek King kid, and then all of a sudden you don't have him anymore. Right between and that got, and COVID, and then COVID, I mean, he's going to get a lot of leeway. Yeah, I think even this year, even if he goes like eight and four, which is for some reason I think he might end up going, not getting that ninth win. Maybe going eight and four, seven and five type situation because that schedule's cake. Like as much as we kind of want to downplay it, it's not that great. And and Houston's not that bad. Like nah. they got they could definitely improve for sure. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're not winning nine, but he's he's probably gonna have to have a good season the following year for sure. Or he might get on the hot seat. Yeah, that's a different story. Absolutely, Absolutely on them. And just just just, hey, just man. curiosity question. That's all. Yeah. So the next totally team here, and 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 fellas, I'm gonna I'm springing this one on you guys now because I just saw it and it just interests me all of a sudden. How about the Indiana Hoosiers at mm. seven in the hook? So we're doing this blind here. This is a blind one. Indiana seven in the hook. Initial thoughts. Really want to take the under on this. All right. So we're gonna roll through it here real quick. Iowa. They they love their coach. I'm not, I'm not going to undersell that. I could I could give them. I could maybe see them getting that over. They I don't still got Penix at quarterback. A man, They're they a were a different team. dude with him. Yeah, uh, is that that's at Iowa? Because I pulled their schedule up here. That's too. at Iowa, Idaho, Cincinnati, at West Kentucky. They got all those Dallas Baptist dudes now. At Penn State, which they beat last year and kind of started this magical run. Michigan State. Okay, Ohio State probably lost, but like in Happy I, Valley, that's probably a loss to Penn State. I'm seeing them like three and three to start, then go to Ohio State at Maryland at Michigan. That's a that's a tough little gauntlet. I mean that that's a tough schedule because I, I that Iowa game is going to be an interesting one because that's you know Iowa at home. I, I tend to lean Iowa in that one a little. I mean Cincinnati's a good football team. Penn State that's in Happy Valley. That's going to be a tough one. Ohio State's going to be a tough game. Who knows what Maryland's going to be? Um, you got to go at Maryland and at Michigan. Yeah, I don't like then, that. That's a tough midseason stretch. Yeah, and I, they might even be – they might even still be a really good team, but to bet on them to go eight and four with that schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, tricky. I can see – I, it's, the it's the games, the bucket. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the hook that's getting me. I mean, I could see seven wins, but I don't know if I could push it to eight. I don't want to. I don't want to. Even as much as I like them, it'll probably be big on them this season as we continue to move into it. Like, because man, they are returning a lot. I mean, they are literally bringing back sixty Letterman off that team that went six and two last year, and was kind of a team of destiny. Some at some point in time in the Big Ten, and Penix is. Penix is great, man, and I and I really like the little running back James. He was pretty fun to watch last year. Uh, this kind of seems like one of those deals because Vegas always has this shit 
it kind of seems like one of those ones where they kind of know something, so they stick that hook on there, like they always do. They yep. always know more than everybody else. Yep. This could be one of those scenarios where that hook gets anybody who bets on the under, and you get a seven and five. Uh, yeah, Indiana yeah. Team well, right and, there. and here's the other thing too. And we talked about it with Iowa State. You know, Indiana six and two last year, a lot of pub. Now people are kind of looking at you. Hey, can you do it again? So this is a new territory for them as a football team, and as a so, does that play into it a little bit? It it has. Can, to. can they can they handle the spotlight? Hey CJ, we're gonna do this one real quick. See if you've done your homework since last time. All right, Northwestern. Oh my, per- the Purple Cats, Fitzy. The Purple, right, what, the purple what, Cats. What, what are the right. guys in Vegas say? Six and a half. Six and a half. Taking the over. What about you, Zach? Over. Give the Fitzy Cat seven. Yeah, they're seven. Like, the yeah, I mean, schedule is tough, CJ. It is, but I mean, if you look at it, I mean, they could legitimately be four and over to open the year. Because it's Michigan State, Indiana State, Duke, and Ohio. Might as well give them Nebraska at that point, too. If they're yeah, that good. and then Rutgers as well. Yeah, I mean, you could be looking at six and zero headed into that Michigan game. So I mean, and then you're you're needing one more win. Like, yeah, that's an over. You could probably beat Illinois again. They play Purdue at Wrigley Field. That'll always be fun to watch. I always like watching the the football games at uh, baseball stadiums. Something nostalgic about it. Um, just not the pinstripe bowl. Yeah, not the damn right. <laughs> Damn right, Zach. Uh, we might like those a little better had the results been a little better. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> they got to go to the big house too. But I'm with CJ. I like over seven and a half. I like over the seven. Um, get them seven wins at least. They were seven and two last year. That's a winning program. A lot of Letterman return, even if there's not a lot of starters. Helsinki's going to be kind of fun to watch a quarterback for them. I mean, you'd imagine yeah. he he'll do decently and- in the Big Ten. Yeah, and you got to think if they can get on a nice little roll, get them some momentum going. You know that game, uh, November the thirteenth, that Wisconsin, that could end- Arizona State, who I've got pulled up. Um, they've got them at actually an even number of nine. Ooh, ooh, I don't know about that. I don't either. As much as I love Herm, that's tough. Yeah, that nine is probably going to not not work for me. Yeah, that 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 that, that, that that's a hard one for me. Yeah, that's a hard pass. And I think they would. I mean, let's pull it down. I mean, hell, let's pull it down. Let's do it this way. Let's do it eight and a half. I still don't know if I'd do it. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Hey, let's 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 get into the uh, let's get into the South there. Kind of the the Sun Belt and these SEC schools that aren't necessarily Bama, um, and kind of look at them real quick here. Um, let's let's start with. What do you guys what do you guys think about App State sitting there um with a pretty high total honestly at 9? I I can understand why it's there um because I mean it is App State but who else in that conference is coming for them? I mean you still have I mean App State Coastal and uh I mean, Troy's still decent in that league. Louisiana's really good. I mean, you got the Fighting Spavs, Arkansas. I mean, Sunbelt's not bad. Yeah, Um, you're right. And they play Coastal, too. Or they already got Coastal. 
Like Liberty, I always feel like Liberty's in there, CJ. I know they're not, but I no, feel they're, like they they're they're not in the Sun Belt. Um, yeah, there's been talks, but I don't see that happening. Hey, they got Marshall on the schedule also. Oh, big Thursday night game. Yes, sir. And they've got yeah. the Fighting Rich Rods of ULM. Oh yeah, the OC there, old old uh, interim head coach, old RR himself there, interim coach. He's actually oh yeah, the interim coach with Terry stepping down because of his dad. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, All right, Terry will probably be back by then, but Rich Rod's still on, still in the mix. Hey, he'll have his stamp on that offense, that's for sure. Uh, man, when you talk about you talk about man, you and Elman Rove, watch them just be a gun blazer in that conference, make some noise, play with the hair on fire a little bit. You know what I mean? They're gonna be uh, like Old Miss in the SEC was last year. They're gonna score a bunch of points, but they're probably gonna give up a bunch too. Throw a little more air in that helmet. All right, average forty two, give, give up forty five. Get a little more tape on those on those wrists, man. Yeah, Ole Miss last year scored thirty five, but they gave up like thirty eight. <laughs> Let them know. Who needs defense? Yeah, this <laughs> in the uh, SEC. Oh wait, it, hey. <laughs> that's right. Hey, let them know they played the Warhawks tonight. There, old Richie Rod, man. I yeah, I you know what, TJ? I think that conference is actually pretty good. And now App State does have that Chase Bryce kid at quarterback. Cow played a Duke, who's now coming in there to play. They got to play Miami too. Marshall, I think I go under on nine. I don't know. I think I could see it kind of right at nine. Because um, Coastal's going to be tough. Coastal's going to be tough, but I mean, it, it's kind of tough because we're talking about a program that's you know you just it's almost kind of you know eight nine wins is usually where they end up so i just i don't you know it's kind of like betting against a horse you know almost yeah. and and even and even the eight nine i mean shane you know clark you know even sean clark taking over from i mean some of these guys that have done it satterfield before that and just some of the legends and what app state has become you're right cj to bet against that's tough and their defense is going to be really good too probably go ahead and take it they might even get a game like miami like the marshall game on a thursday i want to i want to bet and say marshall wins it but that's gonna be a tough one too like app state's probably gonna be a damn good team this year yeah and you gotta know yeah, app state's tough. got that I mean, one circled a, a little bit and i, I feel and like I think that app state's got that marshall game circled a little bit knowing that, oh, you know yeah. that they were a couple of plays away from winning that last year and so yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and, and Marshall's got a new staff in this year, too. So let's, you know, I think you got to take that into a little bit of consideration, too. But I think that's going to be a damn fun game to watch. And I'm glad it's Thursday ESPN because I think that's going to be a damn good game. It is going to be a damn good game. Um, and so speaking of, you know, damn good game, I think also when uh, when Coastal and, and this these App State, when App State plays them as well, Coastal, damn good football team, they've got them sitting at 10. Uh, wins what do you guys think on coastal this year over under 10 okay well i gotta say this first as a liberty alum screw that (laughs) i am taking the under just on damn principle uh give me give me over 10 for the chance i I gotta (laughs) gotta take the under otherwise i lose my alumni card hey Hey, the, but let me ask you this. Let's look go, at the schedule, though, right? But here, but let's ask the question seriously. Do they go 2-0 and against Kansas in two years? I think they get Kansas, yes. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Too. I think this they get the Coastal. They got, they got the Citadel, Kansas, at Buffalo. That's a tricky one, though, for them. 
Because that Mark's kid can run the ball. No Leopold, though, though, anymore at Buffalo. UMass, Dub. Fighting Rich Rods, Dub, probably. Like, I mean, I just love their offense. Love the way McCall goes and kind of operates in it. He's just a fun watch on the teal. Oh, yeah, the kid can flat out plug. Yeah. I mean, but, but they got to play a road game on a Thursday night at, at Arkansas State. Always kind of a, a tricky team in that league. I would tell you right now. On a Wednesday. I would say this Georgia right now. Southern. Yeah, there's tough games. I would say this right now as far as Coastal Arkansas State goes. I don't care what the over-under in that game is. I'm taking the over. Hammer it. That game is going to have a crap. That game is going to have WVU Oklahoma type of points. Fireworks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Some Katy Perry there, right there. Just boom, 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 all day. Deep balls <laughs> yeah, I mean, going, that, that, going that game's going to be that game's going to be in like the high forties, low fifties when it's done. Yeah, yeah. anybody CJ. anybody know that uh, young young Rod is is a quarterback for ULM? Anybody know that? I oh. had actually seen that news. Yeah. So he might uh, he might step in and be the guy. I don't I don't know what I haven't been keeping the ear to the ground on Warhawk football. <laughs> Warhawk but football, he, hey, Brad Rodriguez, the quarterback, hey, the hey, underdog I'll, of the conference. All I know is, is Rich is looking at that door, and Steve Slayton and Pat White aren't walking in it. <laughs> Damn, Damn you, right about making that. Me, making me laugh so hard, I'm coughing up a lung over here now. <laughs> oh. Hey, so so CJ, we're gonna go ahead and do this with you. You know, you know what? We'll save it. We'll save it. Okay. I'll, we'll save Liberty for another time. How about that? Ugh. Let you get a full preview. Oh, Zach, you want to give it? Go ahead and give it. No, there. no. I'm just saying you're pulling the rug out from your boy. Oh, come on. You, you want it now? Yeah, hell yeah, I want it now. Okay, okay. All right. Liberty over under nine. The Flames. What do you think? <sighs> over under nine. <sighs> You know what? I'm going to take the over. Why wouldn't he? I mean, I didn't expect you I, to take the under. Well, here, here's the reason. I mean, because <laughs> I've looked at their schedule, and, yeah, I mean, they've got some tough ones in there. But, I mean, they got a lot of winnable games. And I feel like they've got the kind of team there with Hugh Freeze that they get one that maybe you think they shouldn't, kind of like Virginia Tech last year. You know, but maybe they steal one they maybe shouldn't. I mean, because I mean, let's let, I mean, let's be real. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule right now. It's a tough schedule. They're going to be Campbell. I mean, yes, they'll but, be Campbell, and they'll beat Troy, and they'll beat okay. Old Dominion. So you got three they're right beat there. Syracuse. You're, they're going to beat Syracuse. They should beat Syracuse. Should okay. beat the Dragon Blazers. I don't give them that <laughs> one. At, I don't give them that one at all. Hey, you conference USA Homer, chill out. No, no, I'm telling you right now, UAB is a damn good team. They run the football well. Hey, don't don't sleep don't sleep on the Blazers at oh, all. The Blazing Dragons. I, you know, I mean, let, I'm, let's I'm put it this way. How about be... let's be fair and say you split those games, Syracuse UAB, either either way. No, I think that that's that's probably a fair argument. Yeah, so three okay. and or four and one. Okay, you beat Middle Tennessee State. Absolutely, although they do have a uh, a nice transfer quarterback coming in um, to Middle this year. Yeah, five and, one. and they got Martel Petaway uh, back as Still well. Five and one. <laughs> and they're, they're, now, they're, hey, the quarterback Bailey Hockman, who was at NC State and was pretty damn good at NC State, 
sixty-two percent completion rate, fourteen touchdowns. So you know, just saying. I mean, hey, hey, and I'm just and I'm just saying I'm two seconds away from beating NC State last year. So let's let's okay. slow that train down just a smidge. Okay, I mean, you get fifty-three Letterman returning and nine returning I mean, starters and all the offense. Okay, so so you get middle. Okay, you got middle. Okay, um, UL middle. That's at, a dumb. At the Warhawks. You giving them that one? <laughs> getting that's a lot a of pub. The Warhawks. What about that's you, a- Zach? You giving the Warhawks a little love? Not this time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Rhett. Sorry, Rod. At, at North Texas, there's going to be a game full of probably a bunch of points, but that's that's still a win for Liberty. Seven probably, goals. probably. Um, UMass at home. That's a dub. I give them that one. Old Miss. That's probably an L. That's yeah, an L. Oxford. That's an L. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an L. I mean, that's but that's going to be a fun coaching matchup. Oh, yeah. Man. The lady hey, train. You think that he won't have something to coach for in that game? Oh, that's oh. why I'm saying. Like, I think that one might be tighter than you think, but that's old Miss. Old Miss is going to be good this year. They yeah. they are. Tipping my hand early. Blows them. That that's going to be like the NC State game was last year, where they Liberty's in it late and people are a little surprised, but old Miss is going. Old Miss finds a way. Definitely. Then you got a bye week in Louisiana. That's a that, toughie. That's a real toughie. That, I... that, that's a tough one, but. And at home, I like Liberty. They're going to be at home coming off a bye week. Had you know, coming off a tough loss against Ole Miss, a bye week. They're 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 going to be licking their chops and want to get back out and prove the, to get that taste out. So, so the number was nine, correct? The number was nine. So that's really your game that's going to make the difference. You got two losses at this point, as yep. as we've explained it. So yep. the game against the Cajuns, that's going to Rage, be one that really the old raging Cajuns. Well, then you also have Army, which is a tough squad. The next week as well. Yeah. I mean, CJ, I, man, yeah, I just think here, that's but, a, but here's I think your the best other, case is to win nine and push, bud. Yeah, but here's the other thing, too, to be aware of with that Navy game. What happens the week after it? Is that the week after the Navy game that, for Army? After Liberty would be Army-Navy. Trap game for Army. Yep, that's what I'm saying. But that's time out I, I i don't believe that that no no the liberty game is before the navy game that's what i'm saying, that's, saying. that's what i'm saying that's a trap because, looking ahead to navy yeah you, but, but they got a bye week before navy. that too though like yeah but you know they what play, that, yeah but they play uh, listen yeah. hold on cj this is the reason i say that i don't agree with that really in that statement because army is going to play a game with the air force really up for bucknell and umass who gives a shit they know they're going to kick their ass then they're going to play liberty at at Liberty, they're going to geek, be geeked up for that. Then it becomes the Army, the the, the Army Navy season, right? I mean, and all the preparation for December 11th. You play them on the 27th, man. They ain't looking ahead to that yet. They look ahead to that all all year. And we know how disciplined those two teams are. Don't buy it one bit. You're going to get their full effort. You're going to get their full effort. We might get their full effort, but I'm still telling you right now, I still think that that that's a win. The one thing, and I think a lot of people kind of saw it glimpses last year. And if you don't believe me, how good that defense at Liberty is, go watch the bowl game against Coastal. Liberty's a great defense, and they've got it all pretty much returning without question. So I I think they're going to be disciplined enough. Yeah, I mean that that triple options are tough to prepare for, but that. I, I like what Hugh has down there. That that's a special bunch down there. They're bought in, they're committed. They are, and they are rip roaring and ready to go. I've heard 
talked to a couple of people I know down that way that say, you know, camp has been awesome. These kids are fired up. They want a full season, and they just want to get out and hit people. Hey, let me tell you this, CJ. That's, those are some big words from the back-to-back Cure Bowl champions. Liberty wants Bama. <laughs> hey, but, but, uh, let's, now, but now, let's be real, though. In, in, now, in all honesty, I, I didn't Malik say Willis. Hugh Freeze to a man might say <laughs> yeah. it, but I don't hey. think you're going to hear him say hey. it. Hey, here's the thing. I mean, Malik Willis is legit a great player. I mean, he rushed for over, you know, 1,100 yards last year, 14 TDs, 20 touchdowns. I mean, he's he is a very good player, and he's fluid, and he makes plays. He's special, and, and he'll, he's going to make Liberty win a lot of games. So that, so if you want to take that over, I think you've definitely got every chance. It's just a tough schedule, and that no, it is, is really good, too. Like, it's be no shame if Liberty goes 9-3 and three this year and plays a bowl and wins it and goes 10-3. and three. No shame at all, I no, I, I, I don't disagree with you on that at all. Um, the only reason I'm thinking that is, I mean, because last year they played so well with a very condensed season, a very condensed camp. You know, this year it's kind of like West Virginia's. You feel like they're going to be better because now you get the full camp. You get the full workout. You had the full regular yeah. off season. Like, you just feel like they th- that's a team because of what they were able to do last year despite some of the issues should take another step forward. Yeah. And, and and you know you could take another step forward and still go ten and ten and three or eleven and three. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, you, I guess you could only go ten and three. You don't have a conference championship, so you can only play thirteen. Right? Although, who knows, man? Y'all could just schedule somebody randomly. I mean, it happened a lot last year. So, <laughs> yeah, no joke. Let's hope I mean, we're not in that kind of situation this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I, let's not. Let's not be that way. I think everybody. I think everyone's got their fingers crossed. As, Cross and toes cross too that we're not in that situation. Um, got a couple couple more here real quick. Uh, LSU, which I find to just be unbelievable how much press they're getting, and then Ole Miss, a team that I think is not getting as much press as they deserve. Uh, CJ, you have those over under totals there. I do not. Ah. Zach, do you have if if so, I've, looking, I think I'm for LSU, correct? LSU there. I'm moves any here. LSU was eight and a half. I just don't see that. No. I had underwritten I had underwritten down but didn't have the total. Eight and a half. I don't see LSU winning more than eight and a half games this year. Yeah, Zach, you said it earlier. Don't knows and that hook's gonna get a lot of people. It always does. Like I could see eight wins out of this team. It's a lot of new phases. I, I right, but what I'm saying is I could see seven, eight wins, but I there's no way I push it to nine to take the over. Under for the Tigers. Absolutely. Pepper to gumbo. I think they're gonna be better than they were last year at five and five, but I mean at <clears> UCLA, <throat> that's a tough one. At Mississippi State, at Kentucky, at Ole Miss, at Bama. The quarterback situation is a little bit of a mess. We know Miles Brennan's got a situation there. I mean, eh, I don't not feeling the not feeling the Tigers, but you know they're going to be better than they were last year. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, it won't be quite as much of a disaster because they were a disaster last year. Um, speaking of disasters on the defensive side of the ball, Ole Miss last year allowed thirty eight point three points per game. Um, Good, but that offense was also fire, averaging thirty nine point two. That's how Lane Train likes to play football. Um, what do we think on the over-under there for the Rebs this year? I cannot wait to watch Ole Miss games. 
Still going to be decked out in that gear. I'll tell you that, too. Over seven and a half, gentlemen. What do you think? Hmm. For the Rams. Give me. Let me see. I got to pull the schedule up myself. I mean, here it is. You got Louisville in the opener. I think they get that one. Austin, Austin Pace. Maybe. Dub. Maybe. They might get that one. <laughs> to Lane. I think Lane's going to be throwing up his play sheet a lot that game. At Bama, that's an L. Eh. Arkansas, tough, tough game. At Tennessee, I think they get that one as well. So I, I've got them up to right now sitting at sitting at essentially four wins for sure. Um, LSU, tough game. Auburn. Like Elon the, Manning the, day for yeah. LSU. Yeah, hey, whew, that's, hey, that's a big day now down there. Um, you also have Vandy on the schedule, Mississippi State. I, I kind of want to go over, man. I want to go over. I want to say they're like three and zero. They lose to Bama. They rebound and beat Arkansas at home. They beat Tennessee. LSU's a crazy ass game. They get it done with Matt Corral. They're six and one. They beat Bo. They beat the Bo train there in Auburn. I don't like Auburn this year. And Brian Hartson. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Ole Miss seven one. I think they beat Liberty 8-1. and A&M, I think they'll lose that game. They could win that, though. Um, Vanderbilt, they'll, they'll win that one. MSP State, I just think they're going to be a, a fun team and they're going to win a lot of games this year. This is, this is interesting. I did not know this. In all the years that Lane Kiffin has been a head coach, nine full seasons as a head coach, he – let's see here. The number seven and a half, correct? Number seven and a half. Let's see here. He has had at least seven wins in all but three seasons. One was last year, going five and five in his first year at Ole Miss, of course. Yep. One year at Florida Atlantic and one year at UNC is last year. Yep. First year at Florida Atlantic, he was pretty bad, but then they turned it on quickly there. Yeah. So, uh did they improve from that five and five last year? I would like to say yes, but by three games, eh, maybe. Man, that's a lot I'll, of offense. I'll tell you this through too, Zach. Jaron Early and Snoop Connor, that one two punch there in the backfield, they still run Corral and John Rice Plumley um, at at the quarterback position. Like remember Plumley when Rich Rod was running that offense, it was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Man, uh, Old Miss is a fun team. Mm-hmm. If that defense continues to get just a, a touch better as they were starting to maybe – I mean, they gave LSU a hell of a game there at the end of last season. Got a lot of experience back there. I mean, yeah, I just – It's I, not winning experience on defense. That's a problem <laughs> for them. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe they just, I just win some shootouts this year, man. I'll take yeah. the ever. That's tough. I want I, – I, I'm going to hesitantly take it just because – I mean, that defense was – it wasn't Oklahoma bad, but it was bad. And it, it's got to get better. they got to get better on third down. They were only 49% last year on third down. Mm. It, it's just – there's a lot that I like about this team and a lot of just – that gives me pause in them at the same time. I mean, they gave up 50 burgers or over 50 burgers three times last year. Uh 
They gave up 33 in another game, 35. The they SEC up, is known for its offenses. Yeah. They beat Kentucky 40 with a 42-41 score in overtime. Like, there's a – yeah, the SEC is known for its offenses, right? Um, <laughs> especially right now. I mean, I just think that the show that they've got on the offensive side of the ball – and man, I really saw a lot in that bowl game win over Indiana. I know we've kind of talked about not trying to read too much into those things tonight, but I think for a team that's first year with a coach that's goes into a bowl game four and five, and everyone's kind of just like, eh, why are you guys even here? And then they do that. I, I think that speaks volumes to where that program might be going. And, and man, they're fun to watch on offense. They are, um, you know, but you also have to think about this too. You're putting a lot. By taking that, you're putting a lot of hope and stock in in Corral. I mean, yeah, he had 29 touchdowns last year, but the 14 picks that that that's that that's high. I, the completion percentage is really good, and they chucked it all around the yard. I just you, there, I think, were a couple of times his decision makings in some games was was oh. to their detriment. It had a couple games where he was really really bad. Yeah, and. And it cost him in a couple games for sure. Um, yeah, fellas, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm intrigued by them. I think they're going to be a team. They were right outside the top 25 in the preseason rankings. And Ole Miss, I think, is a squad that, much like ourselves, is kind of not getting a lot of love right now because traditionally they don't love us. But I think they will by the end of the season. You've only got to get a little bit better on defense if you're Ole Miss. And if you get a little bit better, you're going to score a ton of points. True, but they can't have games where they give up high 40s, low 50s. Yeah, but they might win a couple of those. Yeah, and that's great. You'll win a couple of those, but as history has shown, that, 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 that's a very tough way to live. You've essentially got to give up. You, can't only, you can only give up maybe one or two of those type outings. Yeah, and I mean, the, the one last year of Alabama, okay, I, I can understand that. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, you know, Mac Jones throwing it all over Mitchie. the place. Um, Harris. The, yeah, Harris. I mean, Alabama was loaded offensively. That one's kind of understandable. They put a 50 on a lot of people. So, okay, that one happens. But you gave up 40 to Kentucky? Come on. You got It was an overtime game, though, CJ. It's still got to be better. They that game shouldn't be three to Bama, by the way. Okay, and Alabama <laughs> put sixty on a lot of people too. So let's not. But I mean, I understand that that's an overtime game with Kentucky, but still, you 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 got to be better. Yeah, that's a lot of points to give up to Kentucky because there's been times Kentucky hasn't scored that in three weeks. Very very fair <laughs> on Kentucky. Very fair <laughs> on Kentucky. Um. They can run the ball, though. That's They struggle with the run, and I think that's partially why it's tough to get totally sold on them. Um, last one I want to do before the night's out, guys, because uh, we talked a lot about this team in the top and why we didn't like the, them and where they were ranked quarterback-wise, but let's talk TCU. Over, under, seven, and the hook. The under, under seven and the hook has a plus 120 juice, by the way, and I think as we speak on the pod – we're going to go ahead and put this in. Under on Kansas State, seven and a half. Under. What do you all think? Are we going with TCU or Kansas State first? Oh, sorry. Did I say Kansas State? Freudian slip there, man. The purple just kind of <laughs> – it's been a long day. Uh, no, under TCU. TCU. 
is seven and a hook with that 120 juice on it too. I love that. Um, I'm definitely taking the under there. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the under. That's there and because their schedule's not going to be easy. I mean, not at all. I mean, they. I mean, yeah, Duquesne will be a dub, obviously, but like Cal, the Fighting Wilcoxes, I don't necessarily that Cheese It Bowl rematch. Like, hey, the epicness of that. Maybe we get something close to that again. Uh, SMU's a rivalry game. You've got Texas then at home. If Texas is still firing early, that's a big game, desperation game. Who knows in those types of games, right? At Tech, at Oklahoma, the home game with us there in Morgan, uh, WVU coming to Fort Worth there at Amon G. Carter. At Kansas State, Baylor. I just, man, so Oklahoma, or I mean, excuse me, TCU, like, Duggan just doesn't doesn't impress me, guys. And, and they don't have a lot of playmakers back on either side of the football, really. Like, I don't know where people are getting this love for, t- for TCU. It's it's Gary Patterson driven. It always is. Yeah, now, I do expect them to maybe be a little better defensively than they were last year because I just – to see Gary Patterson's defenses this many – like two, three years in a row not be real good defensively is kind of a shock. I expect them to be a little better on that end, but I just – I just don't see them offensively having the firepower to, to push to eight wins. And, and they were definitely a little better agree. last year on defense. Like, all oh my bad, Zach, go ahead. No, I was just saying I would agree with that. I I have them probably closer to five wins. Yeah, as I say, I was – yeah, I was thinking five, maybe six, because I think maybe they find a way to steal one. Maybe they shouldn't. Just wondering if, like, Best case scenario for them, right? Just if you're outlining it out here, they do win all their non-conference games. They beat Texas. Let's say they find a way to beat Texas Tech, and they're sitting there five and zero. They lose to Oklahoma. I think at that point in time, wins out of the sales. They then lose to West Virginia. Uh, at Kansas State. Maybe you find a way to win that when you're six and two. Baylor, you probably win seven and two. So then you, then you got to go at Oklahoma State, Kansas. So maybe they get to eight. Maybe that's best case they win eight games, like, and you lose that way, and that's tough. But I still just don't see it at all. I'm with you guys totally. Hammering under on TCU. Yeah, because I'm not so sure they beat Texas. I, I'm with you too, CJ. Let's be real about that. Or then Texas Tech. Or then us. Or, or Kansas Oklahoma. State. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I mean, Kansas State's that that's going to be a tough one. I mean, I could see Kansas State winning that one. I mean, I, I think TCU would beat Baylor. They're, they'll beat Kansas, but I mean, I mean, outside of Baylor and Kansas, as far as in conference, I don't see ones that I could say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see TCU winning that game. And feeling confident about saying, yeah, TCU yeah, and, win that and, game. Yeah, picking them and feeling confident with it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of their love is Patterson, Patterson driven, like you said, defense typically being good driven, and probably people liking Duggan because, man, I'll tell you this too. In terms of crowds in the Big 12, and that's just kind of how I want to feel, other than Kansas, the worst crowd in the Big 12. Yeah, they're, they're not a whole lot to call home about. They're, I mean, look, they're one of the lower shows in town in Texas. I mean, it is what it is. They got a little fan base, sure, but it's not like they're getting people from all across the state coming to those games. Yeah, which is kind of sad because I mean the football facilities are 
are nice and they don't draw. I mean, they don't draw for basketball either. And I don't. I think part of that may be location and just. Yeah, ever Texas since they joined the Big Twelve, about basketball in general. Well, right, but ever I mean ever since they've joined the Big Twelve, they haven't really been in the hunt for the conference title. I think that plays into it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, yeah, it, it's it, it's not Kansas bad, but it it's not good. I don't know what their basketball program was like before they came to the Big Twelve, but I would have to imagine it's gotten better since then. Oh, leaps and bounds better. Oh yeah, Jamie Dixon is helped push that up a little bit and you know so I mean but they they've definitely gotten better in that regard but I mean I to me they they still kind of lack that atmosphere really on both both things like I said it, it football wise it's not Kansas bad but they've got to find a way to kind of give them a better home field advantage than what they have yeah it it, it doesn't really pop down there and it never really has. Um, and that's intriguing. And that's kind of where we want to leave it off tonight, fellas. I think uh, kind of we'll start kind of um, unveiling as we get closer to football season, top places in the Big 12. Uh, we kind of out of Kansas at number 10, obviously, and then TC there number nine. Man, fun-filled hour and a half, fellas. We could have done it even more. That was awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Pleasure as always. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And so you guys know what to do, you know. We'll, uh, we'll be back uh, coming up next week for some NIL talk, just trying to nail down times with Bryce. We know how it is with Bryce. But I will tell you guys this, a uh, little teaser here with the NIL. The WVU is very specific about things in this, kind of looking at a little bit of kind of how it works. And um, we're, we're very buttoned up. And it was very crazy how, and I'll kind of leave people with this, the color schemes are even something that, players can't necessarily bank on using i've actually noticed that in some of the stuff because one of the guys basketball related who's been posting a lot of stuff in connection with nil is Jalen bridges and i've noticed in a lot of the promotional things he'll post he's not in anything even pertaining to wvu garb any attire even like you said the color scheme it's slightly different it's gold it's like blue and yellowish gold kind of but it's not the same yep yeah, they've they've had to really button that up, and that's not just at WVU. That's at some of the other schools too, like Alabama and Oklahoma and stuff like that. You'll notice that it's the schools have made sure to button up hard on it. Yeah, it's it's very intriguing the color scheme, and then because I don't want to, from Bryce, and we want to get out of here. Uh, if you guys are still with us, we love you. Um, uh, but also the fact that you cannot necessarily even. Uh, in imply that you are even what sports you play. You can say you are a student athlete of the university, right? But you're not supposed to say football, basketball, anything like that in anything. I noticed that as well. Uh, I hope that's not too much of a mic drop to not want to talk more in hour later, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's wild. Like I, I was kind of shocked by that. Yeah, some of the some of the rules uh, that schools have put in have been has been pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, no mic drops, no mic drops. Zach, I think Zach's still speechless. I I can't speak. Yeah, <laughs> fellas, it's a great time, and thank you guys. Y'all take it easy. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Thank you, Blaine. See you.